Saturday. Welcome to my Talk 1071's Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I am here this weekend with Miss Elizabeth Reese, if she's here. Are you there, girl? We are in the moment of trying to figure out. We have a couple little, maybe some difficulties of the dial-in at the moment. <clears throat> she's here, but she just can't, we can't hear her. <laughs> she's in the vapor, in the vapor wave, and we're just going to see if we can't, like, get her to to punch in um, frantically trying to do that while we're doing that. <clears throat> just want to say, give you the weather report. Can you, you got hear it? me now? Oh, Hello? there you are. Yay! Girl. I was saying, I was like, push all the buttons. Just push all of them at one time. I know it'll work. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, for flurrying Rachel. around that board too, girlfriend. I know it's, Sometimes it's weird, right? I hope we don't have a fault. blood so pressure sorry. monitor on Rachel right now. I know. If we, do, we needed it's a heartbeat like, on her finger, like, beep, like a heartbeat beep. thing. Rachel, you're MVP. You got it. It's no problem. Listen, I've been gone for a while, so you haven't like we pushed the special this. button that just says Elizabeth on it in the studio. I'm, I really believe that we should do that. Can we make it pink? And just we should make it pink. Make a pink button. It's that's so fun that. to be back with you, Steph, because, you know, um, I, I I'm now being criticized of like all I do is talk about my broken ankle. But, but can, I don't know what else to tell you. That's what a big thing going on in my life. When when it's the everything in your life, you kind of need to spill the beans. So besides weekly dishes are like a whole different bunch. So let's, let's get to it. So, well, you know, I texted you from the ER. <laughs> I know. Because now you had actually made a scheduling error. You or Steph, somebody had. Yeah, me. I had. Um, February 19th, which was a Saturday, I had that day on my calendar to fill in on the weekly edition. You know, like I clear my calendar for this radio show. I love it very much. Clearly. But on February 18th, I slipped on ice outside of my garage and um, crashed to the ground, broke my ankle in three places, very badly dislocated it. And was texting you in the ER because, you know, as I'm realizing, like things are going from bad to worse. This is not good. Right. I ended up actually having surgery uh, the next day on February 19th. And I was texting you. I'm, I don't think I'm going to make it <laughs> on the weekly dish. I'm like, so sorry. Yeah. I was like, you're in the ER, ER with a broken ankle. Mm, maybe not going to dial in tomorrow. Well, and then the funny thing was then I, I had to text our radio boss, uh, B. Arthur, because I had already filled out my time card for the week oh. and like was going to be paid for this very um, appearance. And she and I was <laughs> the next week. I'm like, I'm really sorry. I already filled it out, but I didn't actually do the show. Wow. And she's like, OK, you need to relax. I already entered it in. 
we're good. Like, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> in in the whole scope of things, 20 minutes, 20 days, 20 years, it's all going to shake out. It's all good. It all worked out. So anyway, um, it has been a long haul since the April break, and I just went back to Twin Cities Live um, now about uh, like four weeks ago, and um, I'm really excited to be back with you today. Well, and so everyone wants to know, like, what did you, how did you eat? You know, like, did you get... Did you have the meal train set up? Yes. You know, yes. all that. So, you know, I had a friend who set up a meal delivery, um, you know, whatever their little meal train website is, yep. which was really helpful. And then we're just really fortunate that we had a lot of friends um, who, including you, including Steph Hansen, <laughs> who just dropped off food, which was amazing. And so um, I've got some pro tips on if someone in your life like gets injured well, or like, has had it. a baby. Yeah. I have some thoughts on this. Okay. okay number one, I think really letting them know when you're going to bring stuff is very helpful Yes, because you can kind of end up in this situation where the person who's injured is sort of in like food management situation and that's not really restful or relaxing. No. So I think um, being really communicative and being like, what would help you the most? Could I bring food today or could I bring food in two weeks? Because there's sort of like this rush at the beginning of all this stuff shows up and then it sort of drops off. So I would say that communication and that scheduling is very, very helpful if you can do it. Things that can be frozen are like amazing gifts. Like you brought over your bolognese, which was already frozen. (laughs) Right. And it was so great because then it was just pasta. And then I would bust, you brought pasta too. And then I would just pull it out when I could like let it sit in the fridge. Right. And then scoop some out and heat it up with pasta, which was Fantastic. That's I, that has been the move that I've been doing. So, like, I'm when I make the bolognese, yeah, I usually make another tub just frozen and just freeze it, just knowing that, like, you know, I may give it to the kid, I may do, you know, yes. something else with it. And a lasagna or like enchiladas, I mean, all that stuff is so great because it can be frozen. And right. if it's in a nine by 13 pan, mm-hmm. then all the person has to do is just like pop it in the oven. So great. Um, a couple of other pro tips for you. So I had some really wonderful friends. I mean, everything was like so appreciated. It was just fantastic. Um, if you have friends in the restaurant industry, that helps like Sean Taher from Taher, <laughs> you know, yeah. they own all these different food things. Yeah. He's a good friend of my husband's. He, he just like dropped off a blue bin <laughs> with like all of this food in yeah. it. and it was just like chicken on skewers like all these amazing things and then he texted um my husband and said hey i'm gonna have a sushi delivery coming and i was like oh great and the sushi showed up and i'm like jay this is not just sushi john shugimura wrote out a letter to us about eating the sushi oh. that's who made this sushi like do you understand wow. what a big deal is? wow <laughs> That's pretty great. That's great. pretty huge, dude. But I had a girlfriend who stopped at Douay <laughs> in St. Paul. Yes. And um, Douay Focaccia, which is owned by the same lovely family that owns IE, Italian mm-hmm. Eatery in yep. Minneapolis. Totally. But I will tell you, okay, so if you want to do a like takeout meal, I mean, this would even be lovely for Mother's Day. Right, this would right, be right. lovely for just like your family. But my girlfriend who lives in Matt Groveland, she brought over Douay. Their pastas and sauces and then salads yeah. are unreal. And so all I had to do was warm up the sauce, boil the pasta, which like they make, and it was fresh and it was so delicious, but it was still kind of dried. Mm-hmm. Um, boil it up and then like dish out salads. And Jay and I like lost our minds. We were like, this <laughs> is so good. So I just like can't recommend them enough if you want to like pick up something and then drop it off at someone's home and not have to make it. Right. 
Well, and I think that there's like everything that they do is so fresh. Their focaccia mm-hmm. is so outstanding. Like, just get me a focaccia, right? My girlfriend did. She brought me a focaccia, and then we just like kept eating it. Like, I, I like wrapped it up tight, and then I just kept warming it up in the microwave. Oh God, yeah, it was so good. And then um, another one that I wanted to mention that is now like. This place is going to be my go-to for... This is... I was excited you put this on the grid because I love them. So you love ahead. them. So it's called Simples, right? That's mm. how I pronounce it. Simples. It's Simples a, or Simples? Yeah. I don't know. It's S-I-M-P-L-S. Um, but what they do, they have a couple of really cool elements, but they have soups, pizzas, breads, cookies, and then they do these like gift um, kind of bags. And yeah. so you can order frozen pizzas and frozen soups that are unbelievably good yeah and then they will deliver them they deliver them in your area and mm-hmm. they have a really big delivery area like it's i mean they don't cover new prague but it's almost too new prague i mean it's really far it is and in fact so they started as this little cute you know place in the skyways near my office building oh funny and so we used to go there and get really great salads and they had they were the only place in the skyways that had kombucha on tap mm. you know so we would do that and then when you know everything went kabooey they kind of switched to this like soup model you know soup subscription model kind of thing and then now they've just kind of gone into this whole like frozen food or like you know quick food delivery but really healthy good food like Like, i mean fermented pizza dough heritage wheat i mean like all like organic like they support local regenerative farms they donate one percent of all sales to nonprofits, not one percent of all profits right one percent of all sales and then they do fundraisers like our little dance studio does partners with them to do fundraisers. Our school partners with them to do fundraisers. So it's a really cool company. Again, it's called, it's either called Simples or Simplest. I'm sorry. I well, don't know. Yeah, when they do that, when they when they take out the vo- the, the bottles, bottles for us, it, it we get to me. say what we want. Yeah, then so. we do. Um, but sending a package as a gift, this is now my go-to because I also like, you know, I have three little kids, a busy yeah. job. It's not always feasible <clears throat> for me to make a meal to bring to someone, no. but being able to click to get it delivered. I know. And doable. I tell you what, I was like, I've always done like Zingerman's, you know, outside, you know, from Ann Arbor, Michigan to send mm-hmm. like good snacky things. Cause I just sort of was like, I don't know, but I found those guys too just recently. And I was like, this is a great, this is just a good option. Yeah. This is where it's at. So, um, I don't know if those give you some ideas. If you, I, I have heard from a multitude of people who have suffered the same injury. As oh my me. God. You're, I was out last night with a woman who also has a broken ankle. No, she's recovering. Yeah. Salsa Lisa from Salsa Lisa. Oh, I love Salsa Lisa. That's <laughs> great. Um, she's outstanding. my dad, has a broken ankle my dad fell out of a tree he was trying to cut down don't do that and yeah. um so and i just heard andrew zimmer broke his ankle too or no something. he did not yeah i think so i don't know did i curse the and then cities? zoe you know zoe broke her ankle zoe, 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 zoe was before me so she zoe, was the first i she, think she started this whole she cursed wave. me yes. i know all right we're gonna take a quick break you guys when we come back we have some great beer news to talk about we have a great new brewery to talk Ooh. about that elizabeth and i have both been to and i'm going to kind of give you the update on what happened at the brewers conference we have uh, we have cheese on the mind too later this yes. afternoon this is or this morning this is going to be great and then we've just got some last minute mom stuff we've got some kids in training things like that uh, we'll be it's going to be and a great gardening show. season stuff I know it's upon us it is on us right now we're gonna be we're gonna be right back this is the weekly dish on my talk one zero seven one all right everybody welcome back to weekly dish on this Mother's Day weekend happy Mother's Day weekend to everybody who celebrates. Hello. All the parents, working parents, non-working parents, anybody? <laughs> anybody with a, anybody with a kid? All anybody who knows a kid? Yeah. Who was a kid? I think Mother's Day is like the most complicated holiday. It's so complicated. It's so complicated. So I just try to like acknowledge that that like I don't know. I feel like if you have grief or 
struggle with a relationship with a mother in your life, all those different things. Yeah. I just hope that you use it as an opportunity to maybe like think about celebrating mother nature and um, a new season and caring for yourself like you wish your mother would have yeah. or you wish, wish your mother could. And so I don't know. I think there's like there's mother energy in all of us. So hopefully we can celebrate that if you don't have a specific person that you want to it's honor. It's the creative. And, you know, you think to the fact that spring, it's definitely something about like coming back alive and, you know, the creation thing and like growth and blooming. And I go there. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, you have to kind of go everywhere. And so if it feels complicated and difficult for you, you know. I don't know. know. Our hearts are with you. We're just, yeah, we're just sending love forth. How about that? All the love. So if you didn't notice, or if you did notice, if you were downtown at all this week um, or into any of the breweries, you would notice a large number of uh, beards and flannels and dudes in hats and hoodies. I drove through downtown this week and, you know, um, everybody who's saying downtown is dead, I just want to say... Uh, I apologize, but you're wrong. How about no? Because I saw more like young, hot people. I'm like, where you wonder where hot people are? Yeah. They're downtown. Uh-huh. Holy Hannah, everyone's hot. And mm-hmm. they're running and they're walking. Yep. And they're looking like they just walked out of a hipster magazine. Totally there. And the traffic is horrendous. It's back to being just really, really wretched. Jeez. And it's really like, I still think that that was my favorite thing about the pandemic was like dude 100%. if you had to go somewhere you could get there real fast real fast real fast so the times but, are changing yeah i know that and i'm and i'm happy to have people back and traffic traffic sometimes now at this point i'm like oh yeah okay it's okay to dislike things about you know kind of a return to normalcy totally okay so so we had the craft brewers conference in town it was the first real big it was 10,000 ish people Whoa. and it was the first real huge conference that we've had since the pandemic so it was great at the keynote i went to um you know the first day of it and the keynote speaker uh you know the 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 brewers association ceo he said you know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a guest speaker and so he brought mayor fry out and you know mayor fry was saying how grateful he is to the craft beer industry how he knows it's been rough and he wants to support them and all this kind of stuff but he was really grateful that they're innovators and that these were they're the kind of small business people who he really values and wants to help, you know, keep our city alive and going. And so okay. it, it was nice. I know. I will tell you, he got booed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm sure. Because you know what? I mean, I'm a Minneapolis resident. You know this. And there were policies that were put into place that were very difficult for restaurants. Yeah, quite. And that were, I mean, you know, there were, it was difficult for a lot of them. And they expressed their uh, dismay at being sort of, like the front line punching bag yeah. for uh-huh. all of this. Yeah. And um and then kind of getting kicked in the gut again with the vaccination requirement, which was very challenging. I, I, I think that's hard. I know. And, and so was- I think that's fair of them to express that they um that, that they weren't happy with it. Well and the best part is, you know, I mean like I said, this is this is ten thousand people and like not you know, the majority of the people that were not from Minneapolis. So I think they were sort of like, oh, okay. They didn't, you know, it was, I was sitting around some people who are from like Massachusetts and Vermont and they just, you know, they blithely started clapping when he showed up. And then there was a dude behind me who was booing and they were like, oh, and so they stopped. They were like, well, yeah, we're going to hang out with you dudes. Yeah. We'll follow you. You guys know your deal. This is your town and we're going to respect that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think, okay. Yeah, I know. But it was interesting. So sitting through some of the industry stuff, really talking about the craft beer, uh, you know, the challenges that are going on. And, you know, they kind of gave the acknowledgement. This was the first time they've come together since, you know, the pandemic. And they said, 
Um, you know, the, the pandemic aside, you know, before, you know, we were seeing some challenges to craft beer. They're kind of the growth is 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 something that they're watching because it's obviously not as big as it was before. Right. And what they're saying is as they're coming out of the pandemic, we have about 50 percent of people are doing really great. And maybe some of them are even better than what they were doing at 2019. Mm-hmm. But that means that 50 percent aren't. Was it a struggle, though, with like a concern of oversaturation of the market? Yeah. Well, saturation. not even as saturation as much as. As it is competition from other categories. Oh, that's what, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So the wine and the beer or the wine and the cocktails and the, you know, like, like the new distillers and everybody else coming up, those that they're considering that this competition piece, which is just sort of like, you know, the craft beer brewers came in and they took a huge chunk out of macro brewing mm-hmm. right but then now all the little cocktail people are coming in and taking a chunk of what they took a chunk of. yeah well there was a struggle too with like the regulations that weren't allowing you know i think this is loosening hopefully but yeah. you know it was a challenge for people who either don't like beer for whatever reason right or can't consume beer right um to go to a brewery and be like oh i can't have anything here because you're not allowed to sell stuff that you didn't make and, and so let's be clear that's minnesota that's minnesota that's a real problem because it really yeah um seems to me like a bit of a silly rule that, that's ridiculous that doesn't benefit anybody and just no. um is a hindrance to the businesses and then leaves out people who want to experience the space but can't consume right gluten for whatever reason right right and they were talking about um you know the, the interesting thing was you know we went through some data analysis and then went through money trends and it was just interesting because they were saying you know we're entering an age when it's less about the type of beer like it's not like ipas whoa everyone's doing these crazy ipas and yeah. like whoa everyone's doing pilsners now it's become about the brand. It's a little bit, we're entering this place where the brand is more powerful than the type. And that's kind of how an industry, that's how it becomes an industry, right? Because this is an industry now. Mm-hmm. And how it's sort of like they have to, people have to think and rejigger and sort of evolve and mature with it. And so very interesting to think about. Um, and, you know, a lot of them were saying that, you know, as they're going forward and they're thinking more about the drinker than about their own craft. So this is what you're saying. Like, that's why some of them are starting to make non-alcoholic beers. Yeah. And some of them are starting to try to do... Like a know, hard seltzer. Yeah. I mean, that was that whole category was, you know, interesting to them. And you could tell that, like, a lot of people, their hearts aren't in it. But yet, they know that they kind of have to do it to be able to court the drinker. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. So what was really interesting was going from this huge conference where there was, like, the entire convention center, you guys, was had, you know, the expo and everything else. And then... To be able to uh, go to this cute little new, basically a brew pub, which yeah. is in Hopkins called Bear Cave Brewing. And and you were there because these are friends of your family. Yes. And it was, it's just a darling place. Tell me about your connection. Okay, so Bear Cave Brewing is really special to me because it is um, owned by my my mom's best friend, Jillian. Yeah. Uh, Jillian Link, who they've been best friends for like 25 years. I mean, she's, she's like an aunt to me. And her late husband, Nate, um, was like an uncle to me. And... They are amazing people who have been very successful in all sorts of arenas, and this is their passion project. Yeah. So they've been working on this for about three years. This was Nate's vision and everything that he wanted to create. They took an old Firestone Tire Center in downtown Hopkins and turned it into this amazing, magical brewery that I'm telling you is like, it's unlike any brewery you've seen in the Twin Cities. True. And I've been to a lot of breweries, as have you. Um, Nate was unfortunately diagnosed with a really aggressive brain cancer last September. 
passed away um, right before the holidays. And so he was not able to see the final vision of Bear Cave come to life. And so there's a lot of like mixed emotions with it. It just opened this week and Jillian is just like pouring everything into this brewery and they have amazing food. The beer is really fantastic. um, And they've got hard seltzers that they're doing themselves, but it just opened and there's so much attention to detail in terms of like, um, the connection to the Historical Society. They worked with the Hopkins Historical Society to get a whole bunch of really cool old pictures from Hopkins. It's so cool. Blow them up, make them huge. And they really wanted to just bring something beautiful and special to Hopkins. And I think they totally and it's, have. They, it's like a, it's got a patio on the ground floor. It's got huge rooftop. a huge rooftop. They've got a tap wall that's self-service. They've got killer, killer wood-fired pizzas. Plus... Really great stuff. I'm so excited for them. Yay, Bear Cave Brewing in Hopkins. Get your hiney over there. Get over. Okay, we're going to take a break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to talk cheese with Benjamin Roberts from Friends 44. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, Thanks for joining us this weekend. I'm here. This is Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese this weekend. Oh, good morning. It feels so good to be back with you. It's so great since the big slip. We'll just call it the big slip. (laughs) The big slip has affected us all. Ice is my enemy. That's the truth. And Stephanie Hansen is in Ely this weekend for um, her husband and daughter's uh, book signing for their book that was released. We just had them on Twin Cities Live this week, Steph. How was it? Good? Um, they were so good. I read the book a few weeks ago yeah. and just, I could not put it down. It's good stuff. I mean, I knew, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like this. I'm into this. I was 35 pages in and I was like, all right, I'm in trouble because this is all I'm going to want to do. I know. And that's one of the, that's a very good sign of a good book. Seriously. Great read. It's called The Barons, by the way, by Kurt Johnson and Ellie Johnson. Uh, Ellie Johnson. Yeah. We're going to have a little chat with them on. I don't know. They're coming on, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Oh, so. good. We're going to do one of those. Yeah, it's fabulous. But right now, we are so lucky to be joined by Mr. Benjamin Roberts. Are you here, Ben? I am here. Yay! Good morning. Okay, so Benjamin is the, let's just say, it, the big cheese at uh, Friends 44, Cheese Shop, St. Paul, Cheese Shop, whatever. You're just like the biggest, best cheesemonger in the city. Are you All not? about the fromage. Yes. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's really, that's very kind of you. <laughs> Well, what I love about, I mean, like, I think I have the best job, but I think, like, the side part of that is, like, I don't know, I think you may have another best job, which is just, like... I, I Yeah, I, I don't want to step on your best job, but I, I feel like I've got a pretty pretty good best job. You do, you do. And you and I talk about, you know, cheese and, and wine and all the good things all the time, and I always, I come into your shop, and I literally go to you and to Peter, your chief man of cheese there, too, who I say, just tell me what's good, and you guys never fail me, and that's, like, such a gift i tell you uh, look we feel really lucky for the teases that we're able to bring into this city and so there's always something new and exciting in the case and that's really fun to have people that actually want to come in and have an open mind and an open palate and just say feed me cheese feed me cheese that's and, great but and so part of this is like i, I kind of think about it and i think about how cheesemongering would be actually what i would do in another life but that like the the a thing that you guys are doing coming up is sort of in support of the continuation of creating those kind of people so that we can have them. Is that right? We have, you guys have an event coming up on May 15th. Let's talk a little bit about it. That's true. Yeah. So um, when I first entered this business as a baby cheesemonger, uh, <laughs> I, I was taken under the wing of a, of a woman named Daphne Zeppos, who was just a larger than life uh, figure in our industry. And she gave me my very first biggest break in this business really and she had just the most incredible presence and cheese knowledge 
and just this magnetic way about her. Um, and my very first big cheese trip was to Europe, which she led, where we went to France and the Netherlands and got to tour these just amazing um, dairies and cheese aging facilities. And I'm just was that was it. I mean, I was hooked uh, after that trip. And sadly, she she passed away uh, shortly there after that trip. Uh, less than a year later, wow. and really just left a, a, a giant hole in the cheese community because there's, you know, lots and lots of folks out there like me who were impacted by her and her presence. And so in her void, uh, a foundation was set up dedicated to educating uh, the next generation of cheesemongers. That's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. Okay, so what kind of people... Like, what are some of the characteristics of a great cheesemonger? What do you need to have in your little pocket there, <laughs> in your repertoire? <laughs> uh, that's such a great question. No one in my 14 years of doing this, no one has really ever asked me that question. Well, so I love that. Well, question. you're speaking my love language by yeah. telling me Jeez. I asked a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think it's been really interesting uh, cheesemongering in the time of COVID because, yeah. you know, prior to COVID, we were really fast and furious with the samples at the cheese counter and. Um, that's really, that's gone away and, and not trying to be too mean to my employees. I, I, I said, you know, sampling is a, is a crutch, right? If, if you know your cheese and you are not to be too, you know, zen about it, but if you're one with your cheese and you, <laughs> you know, what's tasting good and, and looking good in your case, and you kind of are paying attention to the subtle cues and, and the words that the customer is telling you. Uh, you're going to make a great match, and you don't you don't need to give them a sample because you're just going to know. And oh. to me, that's that's really the key. And it is true because I think I think, and, and I'm thinking about it as I stand at the cheese case, and the, they ask me the questions like, "What are you looking for?" And it's it's like a wine. It's the same thing as when you're asking someone to guide you toward a wine that you like. So you're like, they're like, "Do you want something like big? Do you want something creamy? Do you want something, you know? How do you?" And so they ask these questions, and they use that little like path to get to what they're like. Well, this is a lovely one, and I'm almost, I've almost bought it before I even taste it from them. It it really is because you know you may have had a cheese one time on a visit. And you could come back three weeks later and it could be a different batch. And the, the cheese could actually be tasting totally different because of the batch, because of uh, how long it's been in the case, uh, it's, you know, stage of brightness. There's just so many factors. So really, you know, coming to the cheese counter with uh, an open heart and an open mind uh, and then having somebody ask the right questions to make sure that you go home with your spirit cheese to me is just the the greatest sign of somebody who has the the right attitude behind our cheese counter. Oh, that's so cool. Um, what about listen, the, just you just got to listen. You got to listen. What the consumer though? I mean, if you cuz I find that that my cheese tastes shift over time. You know, I mean, like the most basic example is that like growing up I thought a blue cheese was like the most horrendous thing and now it's of course one of my favorite things. I mean, do you encourage people to to consistently like get out of the box a little bit because you just never know when you might appreciate something you didn't love before? Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you've met me before. Um <laughs> so I'm I'm not I'm I'm not from Minnesota originally. I'm from the East Coast and and you know, part of my thing is really I I don't I don't really, I don't have much inhibition in trying to get you're, people to try new things. You're a pusher. And maybe kind of, gen- <laughs> yeah, I'm a pusher. And, I, a pusher. And, and, I, and I sometimes will gently razz people. And, and, and look, you know, if you want to go to a 
tea shop or buy cheese and have nobody talk to you, you there's plenty of grocery stores and places where you can <laughs> buy cheese and you know safe anonymity but if, if you come here you know you you might get razzed a little bit and, and i think our customers kind of enjoy that interaction i do too and so just to be clear this this event is on the 15th of may it's the 10th anniversary dzte cheese tasting fundraiser and silent auction and it's 50 bucks and you're gonna get cheese to snack on you're gonna have all sorts of fun uh silent auction things to bid on um and this is a return to live events for you guys is that correct benjamin i mean like this is like yeah. your kind of first step back into that world Yes, yeah, so we have you know been on pause with classes and events here, and we are also in the process of putting a giant addition onto our building, yes. which is going to be a dedicated spot for events. And Talk so, about that, and though. So, wow. Yeah, that's that's going to be a big thing for uh, you know we we are the spot we want to be the spot for for classes, for team building, for private parties, you know that involve wine and cheese because we have those obviously in abundance here in this building. And we feel like we're pretty unique in the twin cities. Um, and we just have so many smart and talented uh, folks on our, on our team who are passionate about what they do here and are really excited to educate people and really excited to just convey all of that passion to everybody that comes into this building for whatever reason. And when you and I first talked about it, it was, you know, France 44, the cheese shop is on one side, the wine store is on another side because Again, Elizabeth, like we were talking, the Minnesota laws yeah. that are just kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, there's been this sort of synergy that you guys have built because of that wall. And now we talked about it as like it's time to kind of like go over the wall a little bit and then create a space that sort of brings both the wine shop and the cheese shop and the talents therein together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this really is the culmination of my 14 years here of trying to bring both sides together uh and use the best of both sides to i think i really hope i I really believe it's going to be something unique and special for people that you know the selection on the wine shop is incredible the the cheeses that we have access to on our side are just you know really unique for the twin cities and then just putting that in in front of people and I, i think hopefully really accessible and interesting and kind of fun spirited way is is going to be amazing Okay, can you give us one cheese right now that people should come and try and, and find? Like, what's, is there like a secret cheese that you think is like, maybe not a secret cheese, but it's like. Maybe underrated, not getting there, the attention it yeah, deserves. Yeah, exactly. Is there one that you would like shout out? So there's a, there's a cheese from England called Ogleshield. And, you know, what we notice with folks at our counter, they, they like salty, they like sweet. And, you know, things that don't fall deeply into that range, you know, kind of get neglected. And Ogle Shield is just rich and buttery. It will make the best grilled cheese sandwich you have Ooh. ever had in your life. Ooh. If you're making eggs for mom for Mother's Day tomorrow morning, I mean, that's the cheese you want to put in your egg or your quiche or your frittata or whatever. It is, it is just, it is out of sight. Um, and it's a staple in my fridge. It's just always in my fridge at home. I'm going to come get some after the show. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, that's so good. I love this. And I love the, the story about finding your mentor and, and that mentor who really like just guided you and saw something in you. And I think that's so inspiring, regardless of what industry you're in, to seek out the, that mentor and then for mentors to seek out someone that they can kind of guide because you never know what kind of impact that can have. No, it's so true. 
And we're going to put a little uh, link up to the event, which is on again Sunday, May 18th. And you want to buy tickets soon because I'm sure it's going to sell out. I mean, and it's just one of those great things. And you guys have so many great events that you have been doing. And I'm excited to have those come back. Quite honestly, Benjamin, it's going to be good stuff. We're, we're, we're really, it's just, it's been too long. We, we can't wait to see everybody. It's just, it, it feels like our community is coming back and we just can't wait for it. That's so great. Okay. So thanks for being on the show and we'll have you back again when you get more of, you know, when you get like the event center going and you have some fun stuff to talk about when you get, when you launch that. Cause I think there's a rooftop or something. Coming. I want to go. I know. This is fun. Yeah. It's, it's going to be it's going to be nice, and and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. It's a it's a really near and dear cause to me, as you can tell. Yeah, it's, it'll be wonderful. I think it's going to be great. Thanks, Benjamin. I got to meet Benjamin in person. Yeah, this you got to so go fun. check him out. Yeah, we're going to be fast friends. I can tell. All right, gang, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March, being joined by Elizabeth Reese this weekend. Good morning, everybody. Nice to be with you. So great. Hey, this is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So if you want to give us a call, six five one. Six four one one zero seven one, and we will take your calls. Uh, I did get a text asking what was the name of the cheese that we said, and Rachel, what was it? Oglesfield. Ogleshield. Ogleshield. Ogle- I gotta look. I, I gotta yeah. see if we can Google. We'll have to text Benjamin. I know. I know. I do. It's out of England. It's out of England. I would say call. Oh say, yeah, Ogle Shield. O G L E S H I E L D. Way to go, Rachel. I mean, Neil's Yard Dairy, which is a very famous British, you know, dairy, which is just gorgeous. Love those cats. Fabulous. Okay, Ogle Shield. I'm. That's like. I feel like now that I've. Now I want a grilled cheese sandwich. I know so because bad. he said it would make a grilled cheese that would change your life. <laughs> like, how do I not go home and make a grilled cheese? There's I don't. Few things in life better than a grilled cheese. This is what this show does to you. It makes mm-hmm. you just go and cook the things that we talk about. Hungry. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Letting you know. Um, I have to tell you that uh, we've gotten a lot of food truck questions, yo. Lots of people are looking for the food trucks. In fact, this one says, we had a caller write in saying, looking for a fun food truck caterer that serves wood-fired pizza for a groom's dinner. Any idea? Dinner held in Henderson, Minnesota. Ooh. So far, what I have uh, come up with are booked already for September. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you, it is going to be tough to find. Like already, September for sure is getting booked up. Um, Boy. I just answered this question for somebody else. And so I'll tell you, there's three that are really great. Northern Fires Pizza. Um, they are, uh, they are, they were a food truck. I think they're still doing a food truck. Um, they're a great one. Brick oven bus is the cute little one that comes in a, like a yellow bus. And oh, it's a brick- so much fun. I know. And then, and then little G's mobile pizzeria is a food truck that kind of pops around town and you can find them. Um, they're pretty great too. So there's true pizza truck TRU. I don't know if they're still running. They were running and they were great. They were downtown a lot when we were still downtown a lot. Okay. But that's all I have as far as that goes. Yeah, the food trucks, I mean, I think people love them, love them for events. They're so fun and it it is um you got to get on it fast. You gotta, it's really like the graduation parties suck up most of the early summer. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, yeah, that's the kind of the crazy thing. Hey, we have uh, we have a caller on the line. Ooh. We have Miss Carolyn on the line. How are you doing, Miss Carolyn? I'm good, thank you. Good. What's your deal today? I have a question. Um, I have tickets for Moulin Rouge at two o'clock matinee on June fourth. Oh yeah. And there's going to be a group of probably fourteen of us. Ooh. And I know it's late, but where should we go for dinner after that account- can accommodate that number? We're old, so we don't hear well. <laughs> Anyone with the private area? Is it? Where is it playing? It's at the Orpheum. At, 
It's at the RPM, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I have to say that there is something to say about... Um, well, okay. So I've done this before, gone to the Fogo beforehand, Fogo to Show, which is, of course, right across the way. Mm-hmm. And yep. that, like, if you want, they have that huge salad bar. You will get the meat sweats. You might be kind of full, but that is kind of a fun space to go, and they definitely accommodate big groups. Okay, okay that's fun. Um, yeah, actually, we're going to the 2 o'clock show, so it would be dinner after, so yeah. we can oh. eat and drink all we want. Oh, oh that's hi. great. Go to Fogo. Seriously. What about okay. the butcher's tail? Would that be an option? Like, you could go to the beer garden there? Absolutely, I- and they do big tables in the beer garden. Yeah. That might be a really fun after as well. Because they have, I mean, it's sort of covered. They have yep. heaters out there if it's cool, but I'm sure, you know, it's beginning of June. I think we're hitting, I think the weather's going from February to August. Yeah, Approximately sure a three-day span here. Week. Yep. Um, but that could be a good spot because you can get, I mean, their sausages are so delicious. Yes. The food is so good there. Yep. And it's a little yeah. bit more, I mean, of like all of you. And outside, it would be great. If you could get an outside table, that would be great. Yeah. That'd be so fun and festive. And they have a parking lot right back there too. If you're, you know, you know, parking matters. Parking is matters. It does. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's and cool. also, okay. I would say you can't go wrong with Capitol Grove, which is right next door, too. I mean, like, they have that big booths. They have a little private room if you wanted to do something a little bit more private and, like, quiet. They have that, too. Okay. All right, uh, Carolyn. Well, thank you so much. Good luck. Have fun. Okay. We that's all- good. We gave her, like, three different vibes. I know. I, and that's the thing is, like, I think Fogo is a ton of fun. And plus, that also helps because that salad bar takes care of people if they're like, well, I don't, you know, I'm not a meat eater. Well, my God, there's an, a massive salad bar for you to eat. I've never been there. Oh. It's Isn't fun. That funny. I think I would like it. I think you would really like it. I'm a carnivorous person. You are. So like There's the a meat. lot of choices. Mm-hmm. Hey, we have. Uh, okay, we have Brittany on the line. Brittany, are you there? I'm here. Yeah. What's your question today? Um, I have a question for you guys about uh, cookware recommendations. Ooh. So okay. My Rachel Ray pots and pans are kind of on their last legs, and I'm looking for. So I have a baby at home, and I'm kind of looking for something maybe like mid range that's non toxic. Um, but maybe not like super high end, just in, you know, for, for kids one day and, and dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just wondering what you guys think about like pots and pans. Okay. Well, I think I kind of always go with all clad as like your basic, I mean, there's high end all clad, but even like the, like kind of the, uh, the retail side of all clad, like the really basic stuff has lasted me forever. And as a stainless okay. steel pot. I think for me, what I think is you get kind of some basic stuff, you you know, like maybe you get a big basic, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I think like a, like a six quart pot and then maybe a couple different pans that are stainless steel. But then you kind of want to mix and match and maybe get like a really good uh, saute pan, something that you're going to use all the time. That's where I think you spend the money. I don't know, Elizabeth, do you agree? Yeah. And I, I have a couple of other suggestions, too, in terms of like if you have a baby and you're kind of thinking of like the non-toxic, this yeah. is where yeah. I go. Um, so Caraway is a brand I haven't used personally, but I was just listening to a podcast with someone raving about it. And they have like a full cookware set and it's ceramic. Uh, yeah. So it's non-toxic and it's really reasonably priced. And I'll tell you, it looks beautiful. Like I like pots that I want to leave out on the stove. Um, so okay. Caraway, like Caraway Rye, you know, that's it's Caraway. 
And then yep. the other one I would suggest that I just got into, and Steph, you might get into this at some point too, is I visited this store called Toxie Free in Stillwater yeah. that I've become obsessed with. I did two of my podcast episodes with Laura, the owner. She carries these amazing clay cookware pieces oh. and they are super reasonably priced. Like they are not like a Le Creuset Dutch oven. They're like, you know, 70, a hundred bucks. You can get all different sizes and they are amazing. They go from stove to oven and they are completely non-toxic. They are beautiful. They look like a work of art. You will have them for like 50 years. They're not as heavy as cast iron. And um, and you can do eggs in some of them, too, because they're so, like, naturally nonstick. Oh, that's great. So, again, the store is nice. called Toxie Free. Um, Laura is the owner. It's this darling little shop in downtown Stillwater, and she is, like, a wealth of knowledge. And um, when I was there, she had a huge row of, like, different sizes and shapes. So I would check that out, too. And I will tell okay. you, uh, Brittany, there's also, I just pulled up. I looked. Macy's has a the all-clad stainless steel seven-piece cookware set for three eighty. Um, so it's under 400 bucks. You get seven okay. pieces. It's like a pot, you know, a couple different pots and a big saute pan. You'd still be able to supplement with something, you know, like that, like the ceramic one. But that one, I think, is like, yeah. that's, that's, that's like under 400 bucks that's going to last you for like a decade. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, have fun buying new cookware. What a joyful experience that is. I know. I sort of get jealous. Whenever I I recommend, like, you know, I think like I and I buy pans. Like I buy them off the Internet and I get excited by things. And, you know, I have a stainless steel wok that I've been seasoning up and just using for eggs and stuff. So, you know, I mean, just have fun. The other one, if you want to go high end, is um, those Smithy cast iron Dutch ovens and skillets and they have a carbon steel wok and Lori at Golden Fig mm-hmm. carries the Smithy line and I've oh. never seen more beautiful cast iron in my life. I like drool over them when I go into the store and they are spendy. So I mean yeah. it's this isn't like a $50 lodge deal. No, no, and that's I what and that's what I wonder about it. It like what's the difference? Like why is that worth it? Well, like, it looks worth if it. If it's pretty, yeah. if it's a pretty factor, fine. It but, also has like I love that well what I've seen about the pots too is like there's just a beautiful depth to them too like they're a little deeper. Oh, that's nice. Than like a shallow cast iron pan which I really like. Um but you know, if you just want to go fancy pants wear your fancy pants no wear, well, hello i'm not buying the shoes i'm buying the dutch oven you know what i'm saying <laughs> this is why we're friends i know this is why we're friends all right you guys we're gonna take a quick break we come back with elizabeth reese this weekend we have a lot of good show coming up so stay tuned